Hello, hello, and welcome back to the State of the Fandom. Uh, my name is a Dr. Neil Fox, not a real doctor, and uh, president of Time and Space, democratically elected, of course. And with me, as always, is... Hello, I'm Link Labrador, the ever-vigilant watchdog of the furry fandom. Welcome, Link Labrador. Sir Labrador is here to save the day! Uh, so, I have been working on a couple of different projects today. Um, I'm actually messaging the people behind SciShow, Crash Course, and Vlogbrothers. Um, John, Hank and John Green is the people that most people will know. Uh, they've started a new company called Complexly, which is kind of an umbrella for all their different channels and ventures and all the stuff they do. And uh, I am emailing them to see if they would like to pick up our show. Yes, exciting stuff. Uh, but we were just having a conversation about healthcare in the United States. And there are some things that make me furious that I have never heard anyone talk about, other than maybe places like NPR or, uh, you know, maybe Reddit politics or something. Some places that, you know, not a lot of people frequent that often. Or, you know, where you're preaching to the choir, so to speak. You know, if you're talking about emissions on NPR, well, yeah, most people in NPR are going to agree with you that emissions are a problem. Well, the specific topic that they were talking about was emissions for steel plants. Yes, and the, my, my point is that it's an important issue, but talking about it on NPR is like telling a dog that it's important to eat dog food. Like, of course, the dog agrees with you. <laughs> you're not going to change anybody's mind by talking about carbon pollution on NPR. Uh, but anyway, here's something that just makes me furious. It, it, it makes me so angry. I, I'm surprised that more people don't talk about this. Do you know that pharmaceutical companies such as Pfizer, Moderna, uh, Johnson & Johnson, many of these really big companies that make medicines. Did you know that a lot of their patents are based on government-funded research? I did know that. So, so, let me get this straight. So we, we as the taxpayer, we provide money to a government-funded institution, like a college, for example. Uh, colleges are largely government funded, not entirely, but something like, I don't know, 70 or 80 percent of their funding comes from the government. We provide funding via grants and, uh, you know, government funded research labs and all this to come up with these, uh, these programs, these research studies that look into new treatments. Yes, as we do. And then companies like... Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson. And the reason why I bring them up is because they're the ones who developed the COVID vaccines. They use these research tools, these research, uh, these um, pieces of research, and they combine them in some novel way to create some new treatment, like say a COVID vaccine, for example. And then. They expect us to pay again for the privilege of using their treatment that we paid for. Already. We paid, we paid for it. Uh-huh. 
why the fuck are we not just releasing these patents into the public domain? Or, or you know, there, there is research that goes into it. There, it is expensive to do these things. There, there's no question about that. But the fact is, these companies spend double the amount of money that they spend on research. They spend on advertising. Double. Yes. All those ads that you see all over television for Viagra and Lunesta or some flubbity flobbity pill, whatever. That costs twice as much as their research that they do every year. And where do you think they're getting the money to do all that advertising? Oh, it's from the government. So let me, let me, let me, let me see if I could paint a picture for you. So, so Pfizer, you're telling me that we should pay a large percentage of the research costs and then you turn around and sell your product to the government at whatever price that you choose. And to create artificial demand for your product, in many cases, it is completely artificial. It's, it's you know, they, they've, uh, in, in, not in every case, but in many cases, they invent diseases and then they invent the cure for that disease. It's, there are many diseases that are legitimate, but there are also many diseases that are not legitimate. Like, which diseases are not legitimate? Well, let me give you a simple example. Okay. Okay. Uh, there are some diseases like something called restless leg syndrome. Now, this is a disease, quote-unquote, that was discovered very recently, supposedly. Now, I could be completely wrong on this, and if some researcher wants to come to me and say, Hey, uh, you're incorrect about this, that's totally fine. I'm, I'm happy to be proven wrong. Like some weird disease that they came up with in the 1800s when they tried to sell when they tried to sell snake oil. Uh, see, the, the these these techniques for selling snake oil have become much more sophisticated. Oh yeah. Uh, but many people have pointed out that restless leg syndrome is a disease that is almost impossible to prove that someone has it. It's kind of like going to It's kind of like going to the dentist and the dentist says you have a cavity. And then you go to another dentist and they say, "You don't have any cavities. What what are you talking about?" That other dentist was wrong or they were lying to you. This happens all the time. Because the dentist has no incentive to just have you come back every year for a $70 exam. If they're an unscrupulous dentist or an unscrupulous doctor, they will tell you that you have a problem just so they can be the hero and fix it. Some of the doctors have God complexes or something. You think? And and again, you know, I'm welcome. I'm happy to be proven wrong about restless leg syndrome. I'm just giving an example that I know off the top of my head. But according to many people who have researched it uh 
it's basically inventing a disease and then selling the cure. Oh, you have trouble sleeping? Well, it must be because you have restless leg syndrome. Uh, people moving their legs in their sleep is normal? That, that's, that's part of sleep? That, <laughs> most people, and again, not all, but most people moving their legs in their sleep is just part of sleep. That, that is not unusual. And so giving someone a pill that their insurance has to pay $200 a month for that cure to the disease, it's, it's, it's like, you know, oh, you have dyspepsia, and the only cure is this snake oil that I've created. <laughs> Now, if you want a more obvious example, you're going to be taking exit uh, 37B. So this is 37A. 37B is the next exit. Uh, a, a more obvious example is homeopathy. Take exit 37B. Uh, so homeopathy is a theory, quote-unquote, of disease that was created in the early 1800s, from what I recall. And uh, according to this very, very smart doctor. I, I'm being facetious. According to this very, very smart doctor, the more you dilute something, the more power that it has. Now, what is a dilution? Do you know what that means? It means adding water to something. Yes. Sorry, I was busy focusing on the No, you're fine. And so, according to this doctor, the more that you add water to something, the more powerful the medicine becomes. That's how medicine works. Sure. Most medicine makes it more powerful. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not how it works. But, because it is old, because homeopathy is now, you know, 250 years old, it's, it's like a lot of these, you know, ancient herbal remedies and all of this that people can look back and say, oh, well, because it was invented 500 years ago, it must be a good idea. Now, in most cases, it has no effect. The, the only effect that it has is just psychological of, you know, oh, well, I took medicine, so I feel better. Uh, that's, you know, the, uh, uh, what is it called? Um, I know there's a word for it, but anyway. Okay. Oh, spiritual legacy! Anime superheroes, 90s costumes, my exclusive kids, teens, and adult jewelry? What the f Okay. Anyway. Audience, if you see this van floating by, clearly, say hi. I, I like that his van says spirits on the license plate. That's, that's quite interesting. Uh, but anyway. Uh... Homeopathy is a perfect example of inventing a disease and selling the cure. You'll notice that if you go to any health food store, or unfortunately most grocery stores as well, have a homeopathy section. And, uh, you know, they'll sell cures to all of these various diseases that are diseases that basically everyone suffers from. Headaches sore throat, upset stomach, anxiety. The, these are things that 
everyone suffers from from time to time. It's not unusual to be anxious. Most people in modern society are anxious to one extent or another. And so, if someone has frequent headaches, and they take a homeopathy pill, and then the headaches go away, oh, I'm, I'm cured! The homeopathy must have worked! No, no, it's called Tylenol. Yeah. It's just a strange version of Tylenol you took. Good job. No, not even that. It's, it's, it, it would be like, so, the, a, an example of, of what this is would be, it would be like taking a Tylenol, crushing it up, dropping it into the ocean, mixing around the entire ocean, and then taking an eyedropper and calling that medicine. Like, that's how much some of these things are diluted. The, the, some of them are so diluted that, you know, it'll say, oh, well, you know, this is wormwood extract dilution, or whatever. Some of them are so diluted, they have so much water in them that they statistically probably don't even have a single molecule of the original substance. It's literally just water. So. Hey! Hey, there we go. So, in my opinion, the, the idea that we should be saying, Oh, well, it's, impos it's impossible to pay for health care. It's impossible. We can't do it. Well, here's how you would do it. If you had the balls, Congress. Here's how you would do it. One. Use the power of eminent domain in the Constitution. Now, this is a power that we've talked about on the podcast before, but just to review, uh, what this means is it means um, paying someone for something that the government takes by force. So some governments have, you know, in their Constitution or whatever, the power to just take whatever they want. But one of the reasons why the United States is such a strong economic powerhouse is because the government doesn't have that power, other than, I mean, they have the power of taxation, obviously. But, like, if the government is going to build a road through your land, they have to pay you the full retail value of the land. Now, there's a few tips that if you have land, make sure that... Do your research and see if you can turn the land into commercial property. Then the government has to pay you more money. Delightful. Uh, good to know. <laughs> a, a farmer taught me that one. That makes a lot of sense. But, uh, you know, if, if Congress had the balls, they could use the stroke of a pen. Oh, come on, they don't have balls. They don't, no, they don't. But it's all it, been castrated. If they did... They could pass a law that says all hospitals in the United States were going to use the power of eminent domain and just buy all of them. And I guarantee you, that would be cheaper. It would pay for itself in a year or two. Like, it wouldn't even be that long of a payoff. And just run every hospital the same way that you run 
Medicare, Medicaid, and the VA. Now, the Medicare, Medicaid, and the VA have a lot of problems, but they don't have the problem of bankrupting the people that go. No. They don't have the problem of somebody gets into a severe car accident, shows up in a coma, and then gets a $100,000 hospital bill. Or a multi-million dollar hospital bill in some cases. Yes! That is, in my opinion, it should be criminal. Because the whole point of the free and uh, the free economic system that we have, the whole point is freedom of choice. And when it comes to healthcare, you don't have a choice. You, you could charge a billion dollars for a brain surgery and people would pay it, quote unquote. They would, they, they would you know, have a bill, but they, they would not say, oh no, don't give me the brain surgery that'll save my life. Uh, no, 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 it's fine. They, so, uh, we will uh, end the episode there for now. And uh, thank you so much for listening.